0: Welcome back to Your Voice First podcast, where we discuss blockchain, Amazon Alexa, Google Assistant, and the creator economy. Today, we've got a special guest. Jaden Hefner is a professional gamer and streamer. He's here today to discuss how gamers and streamers earn money on platforms such as Twitch and YouTube. And then we open up the NFTs and Web3 can of worms and talk about how gamers and streamers can leverage blockchain technology to make a living from their art. Jaden, welcome to
1: the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Pat. I'm excited
0: to be here. want to get started off by talking about your gaming, your streaming, kind of your involvement in the creator economy. So for the first question, what are the games that you've been streaming recently, and how would you say streamers of those games earn money?
1: Great question. Um, So currently... Two of the games that I've been very, very um, passionate about is um, the Call of Duty Warzone, something that's a big title that's been out for almost two years now. Um, and it's definitely revolutionized gaming, um, just as long as how Fortnite has um, in the aspects of it being a uh, um, battle royale game. So it's been very, very, like, it's been one of the top titles out right now for, um, the battle royale aspect of games um and then i've actually recently transferred over to streaming apex legends um which has been a very fun battle royale game as well To a lot of big creators and streamers have transitioned from warzone over to apex legends um and apex has actually gained a lot of attention it's been a big title but Recently, um, it's gained a lot of attraction um, and it's gained my approval of a BR, um, VR standing for Battle Royale um, in regards to the gaming aspect. But it's been uh, those are the two titles that I mainly play and stream. Um, And you asked about creators and how they make money. So,
0: yeah, exactly. Exactly. So Battle Royale and Call of Duty. I'm sorry. Call of Duty Warzone and Apex Legends are both Battle Royale, Fortnite style games. So, yeah, how are streamers earning money? Uh, Is it directly in game? Is it through other earning channels? Like, we're going to be talking a lot about Web3 here, and we can talk about what all the earning opportunities are in this new modality. But in the existing modality, how would you say streamers and gamers are earning money and making a living?
1: Great question. So, um, there's actually a ton of different ways that you can make money in regards to streaming. Um, and I think want to shout out to probably one of the biggest streamers who kind of revolutionized being able to make streaming as a, um, you know, a full-time gig where you can actually make money and make lots of it is Ninja. um, Tyler, aka the guy with the blue hair, aka the guy that was the Fortnite king who played with Drake, who played with Travis Scott, who really revolutionized the streaming world um, in being able to take this into a new light. Um, But man, there's so many different ways that you can make money now doing it. Um, One of the biggest being... Being on Twitch or YouTube is really big as well, too. There's a lot of other platforms, but Twitch being the biggest one, um, you can really build build a big fan base. And uh, the main revenue stream is through subs or subscribers. So people can pay a small monthly fee to be able to help support you and you gain um, different kind of um rewards from subscribing to said streamers you can um you can it, it goes uh, mainly twitch is um 4.99 $4.99 is the main um low not low but main tier where you can subscribe to a streamer and support them and you can get all kinds of different rewards from that whether that being um non interrupted streams so there's no ads Um, In the streams, Um, you get different points that you can use inside the stream, you get different rewards that show that you are um, a subscriber of the stream. So one thing is called emotes, which are different, which are just little JPEGs that you can spam inside the chat. Um, to show that you're a supporter of the stream, um, lots of other different rewards that you can get depends on you know what the streamer sets up for rewards um, that 's the main way or you can actually donate to streamers as well too there's no limit. Um, you can donate as much as you want. I think you have to donate at least $5 I believe is the bare minimum to be able to actually donate. Um, but those are the two main ways that you can really, um, support a streamer, AKA make money as a streamer, but other ways you can make money are off merchandise, off brand deals. Um, if you're a big, uh, like Ninja or like Nick Merckx who plays Call of Duty, um, Call of Duty can actually give you a partnership, um, as a streamer. And there are in-game purchases that you can purchase through games, whether that be skins, whether that be, um, weapons, all, there's all kinds of different in-game purchases and you can use what is called creator codes to be able to help get, it's like an affiliate code. It is an affiliate code. Um to help support that streamer and the streamers get a percentage if you are a partner to these games so that's one way that um, gamers are making money through the actual you know game title itself but again to kind of recap it's subscribers donations um, the um, creator codes um, partnerships Um, And people are getting signed to big leagues and organizations now and are making really big, uh, you know, big paychecks off of these, um, you know, teams and organizations now. Um, But those are some of the main uh, and few ways that gamers are actually making this, uh, you know, a full time job now, which is crazy to see.
0: How much from the the 4.99 do streamers get to keep from Twitch?
1: So I believe it's a dollar taken off the top that goes towards Twitch itself. So it's so it's like it's essentially five dollars, but you make I think it's like around 3.99 um, is what streamers get to take don't quote me on that but i believe that's what it is and it changes once you go up the ranks in through twitch i don't know what it is in youtube i think in youtube you can actually um customize what your sub tiers are so like you can make it 599 you can make it 1099 2099 um i think youtube is a lot more flexible than what twitch is um but if you get partnered by Twitch, um, I think it's, I think it's you get a little less, but you make more revenue from Twitch itself from a brand deal or not a brand deal, but like the contract that you sign with Twitch. Um, I'm not a partner, so I can't speak too much on the monetization on being a Twitch partner. But if you're an affiliate. You make um, it's five ninety nine or it's four ninety nine for a sub. And then I believe it's a dollar off the top. So you keep it would essentially be three ninety nine um, for subs. Cool.
0: So it sounds pretty uh, the way that streamers are earning money sounds like kind of the leading way a lot of creators in the creator economy are earning money like off a of substack you you've got a you're a good writer you're putting out your pieces so you create a substack and then fans can subscribe to your substack and there's a little bit taken off the top to use the substack platform or you're a podcaster and you leverage patreon and people can subscribe to your patreon to unlock certain tiers of content Yep. It sounds very uh, like on par with what the leading creators are using right now. So it makes sense to me why you would be starting to expand into Web3 and blockchain, because I think a lot of the top creators using those uh, tools right now are starting to ask, OK, well, I'm getting 20 percent taken off the top by leveraging Twitch. I can't port my audience from Twitch over to YouTube. I don't own a lot of this stuff. I'm signing away a lot of my rights and you don't have to deal with that anymore with web three. And part of one of the intentions of this podcast is for you to get to ask questions. And I'm kind of just guiding us more from starting at where you're at in creator economy web two to kind of the advantages that we can get over on the web three side. Um, how did web3 come into your awareness? Like uh what you said that you've been doing a lot of research into NFTs and blockchain over the past week or so. Yep. Tell me about like how it started to get into your awareness. Like why are you interested in this stuff?
1: Well, so first let me back up just so we're on the same page. When you reference web3, you're referencing like blockchain itself.
0: Yeah. Yes. So Web3 is the decentralized Internet. This is blockchain technologies. This is Ethereum. This is Bitcoin. This is Flow blockchain. These are NFTs. Anything, any type of technology or infrastructure that's built on top of blockchain is Web3.
1: So then Web2 being a lot of the centralized stuff. So the Internet that we have right now, banks and such like that, where it's all centralized in one point, correct?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Web 1 was a lot of the manual connections, the very, very, very early internet before WWW and the World Wide Web were created. It, It was a very small community of people that leveraged the internet. And then Web 2 is the internet that most of us are familiar with. We've got social medias, we've got streaming companies, we've got search engines, but everything in Web 2 is centralized, either at this point on Google or Amazon servers. And there's creators and there's followers and there's uh, a lot of the power in Web 2 goes towards the centralized platforms. So the Twitches are super powerful. The Ubers are super powerful. The Substacks are super powerful. The Googles, the Facebooks, while the creators are oftentimes earning money, but very asymmetric earning to what the centralized platform is earning. So then Web 3 is the power moves out to the edge and the profit and the asset ownership moves out to the edge and that's that's kind of what what the world is moving towards ownership by the creators and the users of the platform
1: gotcha okay cool so now that i have that understanding of just the definition of w1 w2 and w3 so to answer your question how this kind of became how i became aware of this well, man, I, uh, I assume just like a lot of other people, you know, we just, I, I just heard everything about blockchain, crypto, Bitcoin, Ethereum, um, and ever so, you know, slightly, I became more and more interested in it, especially over the last two weeks. You know, to be honest, I'm still, I'm still, a, a you know, a grainy in what some people might reference it as very new into uh, understanding a lot of this stuff. But over the last two weeks, I've definitely done some homework um, on some of it. So, you know, I'm no expert by any means, but I have, you know, I would say a basic understanding of um, W3 and, you know, blockchain and this stuff. Um, But, man, uh, I've just seen, especially NFTs, um, I'm very uh, on par and aware of everything that's going on and i see it all over tiktok youtube um i have a lot of friends you know you being one of them who are big uh, proponents of this new decentralized world that we're moving towards um so I you know i just figured that it was time for me to at least dip my toes into it to get a good understanding of it um I'm still learning about it. But yeah, it was just mainly from hearing about it over and over and over again, seeing it for myself um, and then deciding to kind of take it into my own um, rights to be able to start doing my own homework and research on it. Um, mainly NFTs now is what I've been seeing a lot about. Um, since I'm in the gaming space, I've seen a lot of big creators and people talk about um, NFTs. Um, and one thing that kind of got me excited today before we actually jumped on here is I was doing some homework and I actually saw that GameStop now created its own platform about NFTs. If you go to nft.game.com, GameStop.com GameStop is actually um, building its platform Uh, it's really cool if you go to the website there's an animation um, that is a nintendo i believe is what it is that says power to the players power to the creators power to the collectors and when you when you scroll down it talks about how they're building a team and they're looking for designers gamers marketers and community leaders to join their team um in the nft space so um uh, there's a lot of um correlations that i've heard and seen about in regards to NFTs and gaming. Um, so that kind of piqued my interest a lot and, you know, excited to learn a little bit more about it and see where the NFT world goes, because I've seen a lot of big players talking about it. Gary Vee, um, Lewis Howes, you know, a lot of big people really interested in this NFT world um, and seeing where it's going.
0: Yeah. Gary V is a really good example. If, if you saw what he did with his V Friends, I think it was back in May. His number was like five five. So on May fifth, he dropped V Friends. Yep. Yeah. Um, and currently V Friends is one of the top trading NFT collections out there. And one of the big things Gary V did this week is he said, Hey, I'm running a new conference, comes in twenty twenty two. I think it's May twenty twenty-two. The attendance is free, but the only people that are allowed to come in are people that own one of my NFTs. So mm-hmm. this is one way that Gary Vee is given power back to the collectors of his community by saying, if you hold one of my NFTs, you get to come to my conference. And if you don't own one of my NFTs, well, then there's a limited supply of them. You're going to have to find someone that owns one and then buy it off of them. And yeah. like part of the revenue from that purchase is going to go back to Gary V through royalties and then it's also going to add value to the entire community because hey I just when you buy one of these things you're going to then say hey I I support Gary V I own x nft from Gary V and now I'm going to go to his conference and that adds value to every other person in the network that also owns one of the nfts adding value to that collection like I think the floor price of Gary V's nfts They've got at least be one e. I want to say it's closer to like five E. So the floor price is multiple thousands of dollars to just buy one of these NFTs that Gary Vee has minted. But for, for the big creators that you've seen over in gaming, uh, I'm curious how they've started talking about it. Like Ninja and these other big gaming creators that are now starting to talk about NFTs. Mm-hmm. How have people in the gaming space started talking about NFTs or mm-hmm. other Web3 tech if it's but I feel like NFTs is probably the biggest.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I haven't heard too much in regards to some of the big gamers that I watch talk about NFTs. Um, But just, you know, Again, how I just mentioned how GameStop, you know, obviously everyone knows GameStop, one of the biggest proponents of gaming, how they're kind of diving into NFTs now and building their team around it. Um, it, It's very interesting. And I've seen um, these NFTs now become gamified, like people are able to purchase these. And again, I'm still fairly new. so. don't quote me on all of this stuff, but just this is what I've seen. People are making games out of these NFTs and you're able to, whether it's a character, whether I've seen people who are making NFTs um, in regards to it looks like Call of Duty guns. And you're able to add certain attachments to, you know, quote unquote, make the gun better and upgrade its abilities to be able to make it more valuable. Um you know again whether that be a character a weapon i've started to see these nfts become gamifiable and you can you know essentially play these games to upgrade add attachments and overall improve the strength and again the valuable or or make them more valuable um as you play these games now personally I don't own any NFTs, um, again, still fairly new into all this, but this is just stuff that I've been observing as a gamer, as a creator. And now as this NFT world has exploded, these are just some of the things that I'm seeing now Um that are happening um, through the NFT in the gaming space kind of combining now. Um, So I would love to hear a little bit more about your perspective and understanding on NFTs. Um, Since I have more of kind of the gaming background, would love to hear more about your you know, perspective on NFTs and maybe there's some collaboration that we can throw in together and kind of see, you know, where these two spaces are going to go and what kind of possibilities, you know, they have long term.
0: It's really cool and exciting when you start talking about being able to bring them into your game. It makes me want to ask questions like, do do your games currently allow creators to bring in their own items because games that allow people to do that are, are part of web three. Um, so taking, taking a step over to what you said about GameStop, I like the tagline that you said, power to the players, which has always been GameStop's core mantra, the creators and power to the collectors. And I think this is, this is kind of the dynamic that's now being incentivized inside of web three. Where, like we talked about before, in in traditional internet, a lot of power is centralized into the platform providers. There's a lot of. Uber is very much valued because of the service that they're providing, and the drivers are seen kind of as collateral. They don't really matter, they're interchangeable cogs. When a driver drives for Uber, they don't actually own any stake in Uber, they're getting paid. By the minute, by the hour, by the ride. And if, if they get hurt, they don't own any stock in Uber. They're only earning an Uber when they're driving through Uber. Right, right. But, but Web3 environments are now incentivizing every actor in the creation process. So there's the player. There's someone that's actually playing the game. They should get incentivized. They're out there. like They're being one of the nodes inside of the network. They should get incentivized for putting demand into this network. There's the creators, there's the streamers, there's the content creators, there's the people building the infrastructure, there's the techies building out the websites, there's the people building the merch, there's the creators. They're building like all of the culture around this gaming platform. They should get incentivized as well. And then there's the collectors. There's the people that are saying, I think this guy is valuable. I wanna invest in what they're making. Um, I like this person, I'm gonna own a piece of everything that they have. They're investing in certain creators that they find valuable. Yeah, saying that they're valuable, those collectors should get incentivized as well. They're adding a lot of, um, they're adding a lot of investment into the space, and they're putting their dollars in this to say, I want to collect these pieces. So, a lot of what I'm seeing NFTs doing are kind of blurring the line between the fan and the creator. And a key <clears throat> use case I think that this is becoming more prevalent is in the music space. So I'm doing a lot of work recently with a company called Mint Songs, yep. and Mint, Mint Songs is an audio NFT company, and their whole goal is to build tools that allow artists, specifically musicians, to make a living off of their music.
1: Yeah, and absolutely. Right now that
0: that really doesn't exist a lot because you've got companies like Spotify and iTunes and SoundCloud all those companies are great in that they made it super accessible for anyone to buy anyone's music. Yep. The downside is the majority of the revenue that should be going to those creators are going to distribution companies, going to iTunes, going to record labels, going to so many middlemen so that the money that the musician's getting isn't enough for them to earn a living. And oh my so God. they're still having to work an extra job and they're still having to do all these other things. And another part of it is, the fan is not being incentivized. Correct. When, when, when you're talking about music in particular, um, all of the attention that's going on to music is coming from the fans at the end of the day. Like, yeah, there's a distribution company and a record label that might be pumping lots of ads. But at the end of the day, if friends aren't talking about your music, your music's not getting played. If a friend's not jumping in someone else's car and plugging in the aux cable and then playing your song, Like your song is not a viral meme that's spreading like a disease that's going around the world. And then you've created an album like Blonde where Frank Ocean, everyone knows Frank Ocean and Blonde because it's a great album that people want to share with other people. Now, what would happen if the fan was incentivized by that? Like what if I owned a portion of the musicians of one of the songs off Frank Ocean's album? And every time I loop that song, in addition to Frank Ocean getting a bigger cut of that, because I own a portion of that song, I, as the fan, also get a portion of that revenue. And then every single friend that I share that song with, uh, every time they play it, I'm also getting a cut of that. So as the meme of Frank Ocean's Blonde album expands, not only is Frank Ocean getting a bigger cut, but me as the fan and every other fan is also getting a cut, creating a tribe around this album that is that has all of our incentives aligned towards, look, our goal is to pump the flip out of this album and to get everybody to listen to it because everybody in this community finds this album a valuable piece of art. And so we all have an incentive to propagate this disease to more of the population so that uh, there can be more people like us that are able to appreciate this and can join
1: our community. Wow. And you know what's crazy that you say that, Pat? Is you know, dude, you know who's a prime example of that? You should, Tori Lane's, so I follow Tory Lane. I don't know if you know who that is, but he's a rapper. I follow him on Instagram, and he actually released an I think is an album or an EP, and he sold a million units of his. He he mint he NFTed his album. Exactly what you just said. He did, and he sold a million quote unquote copies or mints or NFTs of his album, and he and that's that's considered I believe diamond or um. Uh, man. Yeah. Uh, platinum, platinum yes platinum he sold over he sold a million units mints of his album and that's exactly what he's been talking about he's been very he's been a massive proponent that's crazy that you say that he's been a massive proponent for this and he made over a million dollars off his one album and there's no middleman now All that goes straight to him because he did exactly what you just said and has made a tribe of all of his fans. Not only does he make money, but all of his people that bought his NFTs of his album are making money off of it as well, too. So it is incentivizing his fans, his base, his fan base to go stream and share his album because they make money now, too that's crazy that you say that because he's doing it and doing it well, because I've been following on him on Instagram, very, very smart individual in regards to that. So that's crazy that you, and that was very recently within the last few weeks. So that's awesome that you kind of circled that in because I've been seeing him do that a lot. So I just find that very intriguing because he's the only artist that I'm seeing right now take that to a whole new level.
0: Tori's a really good example. I've I've liked Tory's case because uh, he has been so excited about it on social media. Uh, I I liked his video, and, and we might both have seen this video where he was on a phone call with someone, and then he said, "Okay, are you serious? I don't want to go crazy about this unless it's serious." And then he puts down the phone, he pops a bottle, he's running around his pool, and he's like, "Yo, everybody, I just went platinum. I just sold a million records in one minute, less than one minute, and that was uh." that That meme circulated our team for a while, as, and it made all of our jaws drop and um, he did yeah Tori's a cool case because he he started off as an independent artist and then he ended up getting signed to a big record label because like that that's been the goal for most musicians forever is yeah. in order to blow up, you go and you get signed by a record label, so Tori got signed to his record label, and then you got to see his. Feelings towards that shift and he started to hate his record label and he talked, especially and not his latest album, but his latest album under his record label. He was talking about how much he was held back in his ability to create because of how much censorship the label did. And so now that he's free and he's not under his label anymore, he put out a new album and then he also put out this NFT project and his phrasing around it is really cool because most NFT producers aren't relating it back into traditional terms. So when Tori says I went platinum in one minute, that is a concept in a mental model around selling NFTs that most creators aren't talking about of right. like, Hey, I sold 1 million units. That is the equivalent of going platinum. And it happened to me in one minute and it's entirely different. And, and one of the things, so one of the things, a couple of the things that I find interesting about Tory Lane's release, one is that he used traditional mental models around talking about the stats So when I sell one million units, that's still I'm being called platinum. And that's the mental model he's using, which I think is brilliant. The other thing I think is smart is that he made the content exclusive to NFT holders. Yeah. So a, a lot of musicians are releasing songs as NFTs. And those songs also exist on Spotify. So a musician is minting like 50 editions of a a song and then I go and buy one of those songs and then I tweet at the musician. and I say, hey, so I just bought one of your audio NFTs. What did I get by buying this NFT? And then a lot of musicians are coming back and saying, oh, you just bought a collectible. You bought access to future music. Whenever I drop future music, my NFT holders will get access to that music first. If you buy any of my merchandise, you get a discount on my merchandise. And, okay, that's pretty cool, but I don't own any piece of your music. So it's like every musician is doing different benefits for their fans and adding yeah. different utility to their fans. And the, the music that I'm most excited about is where the, the creators are adding as much utility to their NFTs and giving as much value to their fans and collectors who are buying those NFTs as possible. So Tori's music, you can't go and stream that on Spotify or iTunes. He made that music so that the only people that can listen to those that music are people that own the NFTs.
1: So if how do you go does that, onto his NFT work?
0: website and you try to play his song? Yeah. You can't play it. You you get to play like a ten or thirty second portion of it. And yep. if you want to listen to the whole thing, you click connect wallet. You click connect wallet, it opens up your MetaMask wallet, and then it checks, okay, do you own an NFT? If the answer is yes, then you've signed in, you've authenticated, you've provided all the information to be able to stream the entire album. And if you don't, then it says, okay, you don't own it. You have to buy an NFT off of now, probably a secondary market. So then you go on to a place like OpenSea, and then you're looking at all the fans. Every fan that bought that initial 1 million NFTs is now selling that on OpenSea. So something that they bought for $1, now they can resell that for however valuable they think it is. Oh, hey, nobody's selling their NFT. I want to sell this at $10 a pop, and I own 20 of Tory Lane's NFTs. Okay, well then you have a potential upside of 200xing the investment that you made in Tory Lane, and now you have invested in Tory Lane, and you're you're reaping some of those profits because Tory's doing it smart. He hasn't released this music over on Spotify. He's making it exclusive and he's giving unique benefits to the holders, in the same way that Jaden, when he's giving benefits to his subscribers and to the people that are subscribing to him on Twitch, like there's incentive for a creator to give exclusive benefits to the people that are investing in you as a creator. And the cool part about web three is the alignment of incentives instead of there being like the agent principal dilemma where so that there's a concept called an agent principal dilemma where you've got a principal who's an employer who is hiring someone. And then you've got the employee, the agent who is performing the action and the principal hires the agent and the agent performs work for the employer. And that creates one macro cycle. Of like, Jaden does work for his employer and his employer hires and pays Jaden. But like those incentives aren't ultimately aligned because at the end of the day, there's also a micro loop of there's a loop around Jaden where Jaden is acting in his own self-interest that is totally out of the self-interest of the company. And then there's the, the employer, the principal, that is also acting in its own self-interest, which is not aligned with the self-interest of Jaden. So these, like, although they are kind of acting in alignment, there's also a massive amount of discourse and discord there because of... Uh, Each person's self-interest does not align, but when both the fan and Tory Lanez are both working towards selling Tory Lanez songs and streaming that, and and the owners of the NFT have just as much incentive to get other people to want to listen to it as Tory Lanez does, that adds such a different market value and business model for how every actor benefits from the overall system. That's Uh, insane. It's, it's a no-brainer for me. I think every single person... That's why it's Web3. Like When the internet came out, every single person could have been better off by porting some of their life onto the internet. And it's provided a lot of utopian benefit for everyone around the world. Everyone now has a greater level of access to building wealth if you're on the internet, whether you live in Uganda or you live in Ohio or you live in Thailand. Everybody has the same level of access with the internet but there's a lot of problems in centralization that the internet have created. And now with blockchain and the creator economy is really able to flourish and more and more people are able to make a living off of their, not just creating, but also being a collector, an investor, a player, a fan. There's more opportunities to do what you love and to be able to build wealth over time on these platforms with web three technologies.
1: That's crazy. I love the model, how you talked about it gives the, um, not only Tory Lanez an incentive um, to sell these NFTs, but also his people and fans that have bought these NFTs, they are looking to incentivize others to be able to buy these NFTs. And, And it's just a spiral effect. You get all these people to keep buying and buying and buying and buying these, and everyone is... Profiting and you know making a gain off of this, um, I- I'm interested to hear what you think the next five years will bring um, for creators um, in regards to how they should monetize or utilize NFTs for um, personal gain.
0: Easy one is bringing NFTs into your games. So I'll, I'll want to ask this at the end of my answer, but, but I have a question of can, does Call of Duty allow you to bring your own items into the game? And does, um, Apex Legends allow you to bring your items into the game? Because there's new worlds such as Treeverse, such as Decentraland, such as Upland. That are entirely virtual metaverses where you can bring your content from place to place. And like I said earlier, all you have to do is sign in with your MetaMask wallet and then all of your items can move with you through the metaverse. Um, so when you own something, you actually own it and you can bring it from place to place because like mm-hmm. I played RuneScape for a long time. Yeah. Was a game that I played for, for a very long time. And I was like, when I first joined the game, I was like, okay, I just chopped down trees for flipping ever. And I just made a lot of wood stuff. And I made wood tools that then allowed me to mine iron and then adamant and mithril and dragon. And then I was able to make dragon swords and dragon owl armor. But then like when I went to high school and I moved over to League of Legends or I moved over to Heroes of the Storm or I moved over to any of the MOBAs, the massive online battle arenas that I was playing none of my progress transferred with me and none of my items transferred with me and none of my cloud transferred with me. When I joined that new game, I joined in as a level one squire that didn't have any abilities and had to grind again and invest all those hours again in order to prove that I'm a valid gamer and to be able to build up my levels. But what if everything that I was able to do in all of the assets that I built and all of the skills that I built were able to just move with me across games into different universes of, the overall connected metaverse. What right. if, when I went into Call of Duty, I was able to bring uh, a nice little hat that I earned from watching one of Jaden's streams, and then I could wear that hat, and when I see other people running around wearing that same hat or a similar hat, I know, yo, you watch Jaden's streams. Okay, we're in the same tribe. We're both wearing the same badge of armor, wearing like that social clout or that piece of culture. And so, so I guess what that gets at is. Over the next five years, we're going to start to see that culture is very valuable and um, people's interests are going to get more and more incentivized with culture. It's no longer going to be that you have to go and do a nine to five job where you have to grind out doing something that you don't want to do, working behind a McDonald's counter, getting yelled at at Walmart, getting treated like shit, stocking stuff over at a Home Depot warehouse. Like you can now just play a game and then you can go over to Twitter and interact with some people's content. And then you can combine two or three people's tweets and mint that as an NFT and sell it to some of your fans. And then I can get in a car and ride around with some of my friends and stream a song that I own a portion of those royalties from. And every single thing that I do on the internet is earning me a little bit of money so that every single thing that I do is passively earning me revenue because I enjoy doing what I do. Like yeah. this contest is going to earn me like off of the streams, maybe a dollar off of the NFT that we sell, maybe point zero zero one ETH. And then once I own that ETH, we're not talking in dollars anymore. I'm transacting in Ethereum. And uh, for me, I'm now trying to shift my thoughts into getting paid in us dollars to thinking in ETH because for me it's, it's, it's the currency of the future and it's what the internet is being built on with web three. So gamers are going to start to be able to port their, their fans over to multiple different universes, their items over to multiple different universes. Musicians are going to start to be able to earn more of a living off of their cut. And they're going to start to be able to earn in more than one way. And we're just going to start to see all of the creators that are currently publishing content for free to start to get more and more incentivized for that. And like, like a very small example is just, what we're doing right now with this podcast. So there's the very simple thing of we're going to publish it onto every streaming platform. If you're listening to this, you're listening to it on Spotify, iTunes, Google play, Amazon, Alexa, Google assistant, you're listening to it on some platform, but we will have also cut out a small portion of this into a like 10 second clip of some sentence that Jaden or I said, and we're going to export it as a visual where you're going to see the the MP4 highlighting each of the words as we're saying it and then we're going to mint that as an NFT and then that gets sold for 0.001 ETH which at time of talking is around 5 US dollars but when we're talking about this, remember that we're talking in terms of ETH that we'll own. So, if Jaden and I don't sell this, the value of ETH is going to continue to go up because it's a scarce asset that's not being pumped like the US dollars. Right. While like this pandemic's happening and the US is just printing and throwing money to everybody and saying, here's your free money. Like the value of the US dollar is going down because more and more US dollars are being printed. But when, I, when you and I, Jaden, sell this portion of the podcast as an NFT, we're selling this in ETH. And although it's 0.001 ETH, that value is going to go up in terms of US dollars, in my opinion. This isn't an investment show. We're not investors. You can't, don't take any nope. of this as investment
1: advice. advice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but um, but I'm gonna, we're going to start to see more and more creators monetizing every aspect of their life. So when I wake up in the morning and I'm posting something on my Instagram story of me doing yoga or me doing a meditation or me driving around Thailand on a motor scooter, I can mint those as NFTs, a one of one NFT. And then the people that really fuck with me and like my brand and like my culture and like my tribe and like my community and like my message, they're totally down to spend $5 on an NFT so that they can be investors in my brand. Just because they like what it is I'm doing. And then like as a creator, I can give more and more value to those people that are collecting in me. Like, hey, you've bought one of my NFTs. You've bought a piece of my podcast. Okay, well, I just created a new art piece. Every single person that owns one of my NFTs, check your wallet. I just airdropped you a piece of art that I made. Congrats. You've now earned a piece of value that nobody else has access to. If you want to go sell it, sell it. If you want to hang it up on your wall, hang it up on your wall. If you want to send it to one of your friends as a Christmas gift, send it to one of your friends as a Christmas gift. Thank you for being a fan and investing in my work. I just airdropped you this piece of content. Just keep holding on to one of my NFTs because I'm going to keep airdropping stuff in the future and I'm going to keep giving you value because I'm a creator and I'm incentivized by giving more value to the people that are owning my NFTs. And you're incentivized to hold on to these NFTs because you know that I'm going to keep airdropping this content to you. So like, what, what I see in the next five to ten years is a Cambrian explosion of different ways for creators to monetize. Right now there's a lot of cookie cutter methods, whether that's Patreon or Substack or Twitch. There's these like very standard tracks for musicians to earn. And I think right now what we're seeing is every single creator is forming their own method of monetizing their content. And we're going to, we're going to continue to see more and more ways to get created because each creator right now is a pioneer saying, this is how I think I want to earn a living living in a web three creator economy world. It's possible you're going to be able to make that living very easily. So then other creators are going to follow you because we're sharing all this on YouTube and Instagram stories and everywhere else. So then look, after this episode gets dropped, I'm sure there's going to be five or 10 more podcasters that are going to go and cut up their podcast episode into a five or 10 second clip and then sell that as an NFT because Sweets is doing it on Your Voice First podcast. Like I didn't find anyone else that was doing this. I said, I think there's a valuable way that I can release my content and earn money. So I'm going to do it. And then other creators are going to listen to this episode and want to copy it. And then they're going to do it as well. And then like, so it's going to be up to Jaden right now. Like, I don't know the exact method and the exact things that people are going to do. But the world is going to is getting blown open and is becoming a lot more open and every creator is becoming more powerful. So it's up to you. However you want to become a creator, you're gonna be able to earn a living. The biggest thing I think you're gonna need everyone needs to start thinking is stop talking about US dollars and start talking about crypto because when you're earning crypto dollars, you're earning culture dollars and the value of culture is always getting bigger, whereas the value of US dollars is continuing to inflate
1: and the value is going down. So let me pose you with this question then, Pat, because this is very interesting. So, as a creator, if you're going into this space looking to make money, whether that's Tory Lanes um, making giving exclusive music, whether that's podcasters cutting up little clips of their podcast, should you be focusing more on the quantity? or the quality of said NFT, if that makes sense. So should you be looking to chop up multiple clips? I'm sure obviously there's going to be value in those clips. Let's take this podcast, for example. Should I be, should like you be looking to give more value in those NFTs or just so the quality or be looking to pump more out said quantity of that if that makes sense if you see kind of where i'm going with that question
0: yeah i do um first thing i want to say is there's a acronym w gmi or wagmi we're all going to make it regardless if you're creating on web3 you're going to make it no matter what you're doing there there's there's so much opportunity. You're gonna make it no matter how you're executing. In terms of quality versus quantity, um, it's gonna come down to personal preference. For me, I'm a quantity guy. Mm. I think, uh, but but I think that there's a lot of nuance here to be able to uh, differentiate yourself. Like we talk quantity versus quantity, but there's a lot of like gray area in that because like some I, let, let's talk about this podcast and the this specific asset. So this mm-hmm. asset. Um, we could go on to mintsongs.com and we could mint one NFT and we could mint a hundred copies of that or a thousand copies of that. And then that's making a lot of quantity so that it's not really, it's, it is a scarce asset. There's only a hundred, a thousand copies when there's millions or billions of people on the planet. So it's a super scarce asset and it's digitally scarce, but there's also like a hundred copies and how many people are inside of suites community that actually want this piece of content, maybe not a thousand people. So it might not have that much value. Um, So there's that aspect of quantity. And then there's also this. so for this single piece, it's going to be scarce. And I'm going to focus on quality. I'm going to go through this single piece of uh, this podcast. I'm going to look for one quote that I really like that I as the creator find valuable. And I'm going to highlight it and say, Here's the 10-second clip that I find most valuable from Jaden and Sweet's uh, conversation riff. Buy this for .001 ETH. And now there's only one of those. But now when I say quantity, like, I'm, I'm executing every day and I'm making an NFT every single day. So, like... There are some artists that are making one NFT drop a year. In that NFT drop, each item – in like Gary V. Gary V. dropped one NFT collection, and he's not adding more to it. So, like, that is a scarce asset, and he's yep. not dropping any more. So he really went for – and it's funny we say quality with his because they're all just little napkin drawings with creation right. of, like, yeah. animals. So, right. so, like, they are high quality, but he definitely didn't go for quantity. Whereas I am executing over here, and I'm just saying – I'm going off of Gary Vee's original hypothesis of just like put content out every single day,
1: make an NFT
0: every single day. But each of those NFTs I'm dropping is a one of one. So if you own the NFT that I make today, you're the only person that's ever going to own that NFT that I made today. So it's a very scarce
1: asset. Compared to if you did like took a clip of this and made a thousand copies of it, there's a thousand people that have that compared to if you just did one, only one individual has that. Exactly. Exactly. So it's up to the creator to say like that
0: balance between quantity and quality. Like I could make a thousand copies of content and I produce a thousand different pieces of content a day. So I'm making a 1,000 to the 1,000th power NFTs every day. Right. That's kind of the extreme side of quantity. And then you could focus on minimizing quantity and maximizing quality and dropping one one-of-one one NFT every 10 years. And then you're on the extreme side of scarcity. And then yep. there's like the gray area where you're producing one NFT every day and it's a one-of-one. One and like... So I, I again, I think what this is is a Cambrian explosion of opportunities. And while it used to be like, oh, are you posting ten stories on Instagram, or are you posting one story a week on Instagram? Now there's going to be like, well, is that Instagram story that you're posting a one of one, or is a one of thousand? And like, there's a there's going to be a lot more nuance to the question of quantity versus quality in the Web three world.
1: So let me po- let me pose this to you then. So. You've heard of NIL, right? As in regards to athletes being not college athletes being able to make money off their name, image, and I believe L stands for license, correct? Did you hear about that? So, how athletes. So how college athletes can now make money off of their name, image, and licensing, I believe is what the L stands for. So I have a buddy, I'm not going to name names, but I have a buddy here in Columbus that are signing Ohio State athletes. And one of the things that he did was, we're all familiar with football cards, basketball cards, and baseball cards. So what he did was he made an NFT, which is super cool NFT of these... um athletes that her, that he's signing and he made I think it was a, it was of this one athlete he they made 10,000 copies of this digital football card of this athlete and sold it and I think they made over $25,000 off of um this one athlete of their football card So I think we're seeing an interesting realm of people being able to make the, make NFTs around this stuff. Like you're seeing football cards have been around for years and years and years, but now they're making it into NFTs. And now these people that bought that NFT, it's, it's, it's a very limited supply of these digital football cards. And now people are part of this. Amazing revolutionary um, world. So say if that football player goes on to be a legendary football player, they those people that bought that original NFT when he was in college now can hold on to that valuable asset and You know, again, as that player goes, if he becomes a very valuable football player and goes in the Hall of Fame and so on and so forth, there's value to holding that original NFT of him being in college because he blew up and became so-and-so. So So I'm interested to hear what you think in regards to how people – like Gary Vee's is a huge proponent of football cards, baseball cards, and so on and so forth. I'm interested to hear what you think in regards to that shift going from physical football cards to now nft football cards in like uh, what do you think of that i'm very interested to hear your um interpretation of that that's perfect that's
0: that's the perfect uh transition into web3 are they releasing those digital trading cards on did you say they're releasing it on a blockchain or are they just they already did. digital trading already,
1: cards? Yeah, it's already released. They they sold out within minutes.
0: Do you know where they released it? Like, did they release it on the Ethereum blockchain, on the Flow blockchain? Any any idea of which blockchain they released it on?
1: That's a great question. Um, I can't remember exactly where he um, where they released it at. Um, I it probably was Ethereum. Again, they were NFTs. Um, but I, I I maybe have to go back in his stories and maybe he's got it up still. Um, but they all sold out within minutes.
0: Yeah, that that sounds brilliant. It's it's a way for the fans, and it's a way to blur the line between the creator and the fan. And I think everyone, every single creator that's doing that is gonna have tremendous upside. Um, not just in the next 60 days, not just in the next year, but in the next 100.
1: Wow, this that I've truly, truly learned a lot in this hour. That we've had this conversation, not only in the potential of NFTs in the crypto space, but just as a creator, the new avenues that this W three space is creating for creators. Uh, That's that's this is incredible.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we'll you'll get uh, if you've never owned an NFT after this episode, I'm gonna make two nfts one that Jaden will own and it'll be a clip that i thought was your most interesting quote during this episode and i'll send that to you so you'll own an nft and i'll be making an as i typically do with the podcast i'll be making one clip of a part that i liked of what i said and so Jade yeah. i'll send you your first nft and then my biggest goal with what I do right now is just to get more of my friends and more of my community onto Web3. Because this, if, if universal basic income is coming, it's coming on the blockchain. So I want more and more people to be able to see the value of this. So any, any other way that you can imagine yourself getting more immersed in this community, I want to just like pose this thought experiment to you of any other ideas for how you're going to continue your journey into the creator economy and blockchain?
1: So, and this is something that I thought of. So there is no way that I can personally, like think of a Call of Duty character or a Fortnite character. Right now, there is no way that I'm able to bring something into the actual title itself of Call of Duty, of Fortnite, of Apex. But what I currently do right now is... I take clips of me gaming and I edit them and I post them to TikTok, to Instagram, to YouTube. So, I'm very curious to see what that would look like in regards to, let's say I had an awesome clip of me playing Warzone. I could take that, edit that, and essentially put that as an NFT. So it's a full video. So think of it like a 10 to 15 second TikTok video of me doing gaming. And I can send you examples of stuff that I've posted to TikTok in the past. I'm curious to see, you know, how that could be relevant and posted as an nft onto these blockchains um because i've never owned an nft before Um, but i'm curious to see of clips that i've created in the past how it could be minted and put to put on these blockchain um platforms um wow that's very very interesting
0: um Mm -hmm. But yep, I guess yep highly recommend you go do that. That that sounds like exactly the next evolution of Jaden because I do see you posting those on TikTok. That's in, in my how I'm executing in NFTs. That's exactly what I would do is I would mint that 10 second clip of you gaming and I would mint that as an NFT on OpenSea and then earn your first ETH. No sense in you like going and spending US dollars to buy Ethereum, earn it by selling one of your pieces of content.
1: Wow, uh, this is some crazy shit. Yeah,
0: yeah, so wow. I agree. It was really good chatting with you. Do you have any other questions before we sign off for today? or uh, has this been enough of a fire host? To-
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, Pat. Um I appreciate your time and your knowledge and wisdom around this. i would I would love to. Um, it, whether you have a Discord channel or wherever you're getting or putting your knowledge about NFTs, blockchain and crypto would love to be a part of, um, that man. I, I found an immense amount of value around this conversation and has opened my eyes as a creator, um, to the potential that NFTs in this world has posed now. Um, so, I personally don't have any questions. Um, cause this could, I mean, this could probably go on for another few hours of just us going back and forth about how creators can really jump into this. But, um, man, I would, I would love to, for us personally to continue these conversations on, um, the potentials of how us as creators can flourish in this new space. Um, but man, I listen, I, again, I appreciate your time. I appreciate the knowledge and I appreciate the ability to allow me to come on here as a gamer and maybe pose to anybody who has, um, listened to this or who's going to listen to this, the potential for them to be able to start, um, building their new creator platform around nfts mints and this whole new space that we you know are moving towards um again i I don't have any questions or anything um i I just want to thank you for your time and again knowledge around all this stuff so you know, thank you so much, Pat. This was, this is absolutely incredible. And I have a lot to reflect on, um, and to start acting on, um, in regards to this, I guess, I guess there is maybe one question I would love to, you know, off of this would love to see physically, like, how you're making these nfts and like what a purchase and what like a post like what that process looks like um other than that man i i i don't think so i think everything um is kind of for me to start researching on my own and start playing with and start testing in regards to a creator as myself
0: and if there are gamers out there that like watching Call of Duty Warzone and Apex Legends or any of the other games you play, how can someone start following you and watching the games that you play with? Them?
1: Absolutely. So currently I stream every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday um, on Twitch. You can look me up at twitch.tv slash Hefner132. It's H-E-F-N-E-R 132. Again, that's twitch.tv slash hefner132 and then you can follow me on tiktok um instagram mainly i'm more um active on tiktok and twitch um but if you follow me on twitch all of my other social platforms are linked there um it'll make it much easier if you just go to hefner or twitch.tv slash hefner132 and then all my other stuff is linked there
0: thanks for joining us Jaden.
1: Thank you so much, Pat. I appreciate your time, and I'm excited to see what this world goes into.